0: It's What is up, IFL? Welcome to the inaugural episode of Analyze This, the show about player performance and the IFL. I'm your host, Josh Poino, the only real Josh, and I'm owner for life of your San Francisco 49ers. You can also catch me as a co-host over at TMI with Kansas City Kurt from time to time. First off, before I get into the meat of the show, I'd like to thank Brad Jai, our commissioners, for putting together this league. They're doing the IFL the right way, keeping owners in the loop. They're getting solid feedback as they go. My only real complaint, so we have to wait till March to draft our damn teams. It's going to be a long wait. Too long. But, you know, we got, like, drunken crows, drunken ravens circling over us, and they're pooping on the parade. So what are you going to do? Me, I'm... Joining the degenerates on Twitter, on draft Twitter, I'm just going to wallow in pre-draft research for a few months. What about you? What are you going to do to pass the time? Hit me up. New owners, welcome. I think you'll find that this is going to be the best gaming experience you've ever been a part of. I know it has been for me. And uh, you got to know, these guys in here, these IFL guys, they're just, they're absolute maniacs. The amount of time they put into their rosters is, is just retarded next year you'll look at your 14 team PPR league and you'll just wonder why you don't put it out of its misery i I know I do every day today we're going to be going over the bylaws that living document that Jai and Brad have been working on and promising for us for their, let's see since yes yeah, since the league started. So uh, today will be a little sneak peek at a little preview of some of the changes for some of us vets, uh, some of the things that uh, might interest us, and also I'll be covering some of the more interesting aspects of the of the format in general for the new guys. I think it'll be uh, an informative show, so let's get started. It's time for kickoff. <laughs> is league fees. We have a current poll going right now and uh, $150 per year as the buy-in is winning 16 to 12. I think that's uh, a steep price, but it is commensurate with the amount of effort and the amount of activity that's expected of every owner in this league. So I think, uh, I think it's a good number. I think, uh, what is that? Uh, $4,800 in total prize money. Obviously some of that's going to go to hosting the site on MFL.com and league fees, league safe fees and um, media awards. But the rest will be prizes. I think the vast majority will be prizes. Uh, we're not going to be squandering a bunch of that uh, prize money on uh, unnecessary garbage. Um, I think it's a safe bet. The Super Bowl winner. will see what a four figure prize. That's going to be almost guaranteed. I think uh, Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, Jai, but, I have to emphasize that nothing has been finalized yet, that uh, there will also be awards for best show, best league writer. I do know there will be a high point total winner each week, so the guy who scores the most points each week will get a cash prize, so that's cool. I'm happy the way this went, and I think, uh, obviously, the majority is with me. Next up. (music) Rosters. Roster size specifically. Back in the old league, we had a hard cap of 53 players. And that was like, that was a minimum, but it was also a maximum. So, I mean, basically you could have as many guys on your team as you wanted as long as it was 53. But I'm pleased to report in the IFL, you can have a valid roster anywhere from 46 men all the way up to 53, just like in the NFL. And this is going to add some much-needed flexibility, I believe, especially if you're up against the cap and need to drop a guy, move a guy to a taxi squad or the IR. You don't have to immediately go to the waiver wire and pick a guy up before that week's game so that you have a valid roster. Um, Sometimes, I don't know, last year it hurt me a couple times I had to pick up a guy, and it was this delicate roster dance with the cap that I was doing. Cause I was so close to it all season long in fact one time I believe I had to, I had to make a trade just so I could get to 53 men wasn't fun uh, it was definitely uh, challenging I mean there's no doubt about it that it was a challenge but I think it was a little too tedious there was a, a little too much busy work there um, and I like the fact that that this reflects the NFL closer in at least its spirit. I give this move a full Pacino. Great ass! All right, starting lineups. Not a ton has changed here, uh, but there are two notable differences. First, Chai and Brad, and in their infinite wisdom, have set things on the website on mfl.com so that you just you can't submit. An invalid lineup. I had no idea there was that setting. Been playing this thing for years, and and uh, and there it is. There's a setting to keep you from hurting yourself. Uh, well done. All right, that's going to save some heartache for the newbies for sure. It's also going to prevent idiots who are drunk like me once in a while from submitting an illegal lineup. So good, good, good stuff all around. But as always, a catch. Apparently, MFL won't enforce. Our defensive lineup restrictions. So gonna have to make sure you get that right. But in this regard, we have more good news. Guys, big nickel is a thing. We can have three safeties. That's that's huge. I love it. Epic gets a full Pacino from me. Manny look at it. Pelican flyer. Come on, Pelican. Taxi Squad. Taxi squad is changing. You wouldn't think there would be much to do in the taxi squad, but there is. There are, let's see here, two big changes. And guys, first-round picks can now be claimed. I think we all realize that uh, allowing first-round picks to be housed on your taxi squad for as long as you like uh, and not having to pay that first-round um, top pick Salary uh, shouldn't come without risk. So that change has been made. um, For the new guys, when you got a taxi squad in effect, basically you can put anyone who's a first or second round player on there, and you only have to pay 10% of their salary. That's the benefit. The risk is that any other owner who has a couple picks to give can get that guy off your taxi squad. Um, The way it works is if it's a first round pick, the other owner has to give a first and a second A second-round pick gives a second and a third, and so on. Um, A seventh-round pick is just a seventh. Undrafted free agent is just a seventh. Um, The other little wrinkle is is that you can use picks from any year in the future. Um, I do believe when I say the future, you can only go up to two years ahead. So we're in 2016 season uh, coming up in March. Um, You will be able to pay $25.00. And be able to get access to the 2017 picks. That $25 goes towards your 2017 buy-in. And but it does allow you to trade those 2017 picks. So if you see a guy on someone's taxi squad, let's say Goff is put on there for some reason, and uh, you figure Tony Rowan is going down, this guy who put it on the taxi squad's moron, I'm gonna grab him. You can give away your 2017 first and second to get him. Um, or if you've purchased uh, ahead to 2018, you spent another 25 bucks, you can use your 2018 picks. you can mix and match. Next up. <laughs> Salary increases have been lowered. So instead of paying 20% raises each year to your players on multi-year contracts, our players will all get 15% raises. And since this compounds yearly, it can still sneak up on you. yearly savings is quite a bit. I think this is going to be a popular change. I give it a half Pacino. That's football, guys. (laughs) Next up is cap impacts for cutting players. There have been changes to the cap penalty to cutting a player, and they're a bit detailed to get into on a radio show, so I'll just point you to my article on the changes, and I'll be posting that after the show. In short, though, You only take a 50% cap hit if you release a player before the season starts. And that's for year one. If he's on a multi-year contract, then there are further penalties depending on how many years are left on his contract. But the important thing to remember is that if you cut him before the season starts, 50% cap hit. If you do it during the season, the cap hit is 75%. So there is a benefit to cutting and being a little uh, forward-thinking and forward-looking. But again, there are other uh, cap hits depending on how many years are left on the contract. This is a change for the vets from the other league. Previously, the same year cap hit was 100% of the player's salary. Benefit here is that if you're going to make any moves during the year and cut some guys, you'll actually get a benefit right now for doing it. And if you decide to cut before the season starts, you get quite a benefit of getting rid of your bad contracts. I'm gonna wait and see how these changes play out before I give this one a grade. Uh, it seems pretty Pacino in my book, but being able to dump all your contracts for only half of that year's salary cap hit seems like it might impact trading. But we'll see. And <laughs> the last item I'll be covering tonight is the drafts. There's gonna be three of them. Three drafts. There's the inaugural veteran auction, and there's the rookie draft. Then there's a third one called the developmental auction. It's madness. Three drafts. The first draft is a standard slow draft auction with a 12-hour timer. That's the one we've been voting on. It's pretty straightforward. The timer resets when someone makes a new high bid, and if the timer expires, whoever had the high bid at that time, it gets the player. The league poll shows a 12-hour timer is uh is the one that's winning so looks like there's going to be some gamesmanship uh to be had here time zone shenanigans getting up late or getting up early the rookie draft will be a slant draft that means is it'll go round one will go one through 16 and then round two will go 16 through one so far standard snake draft then round three will go 16 to one again and round four We'll start back at 1 through 16. So idea here is to give the guy who gets the last pick a little bit more of an advantage than they would have had in a standard snake. And uh, thanks to Kansas City Kurt for putting this uh, slant draft out. Apparently, based on some studies, it's slightly more fair to the guy that doesn't get the first pick. But let's talk about this third one, the developmental auction. The key difference about the players that are drafted during this auction is that if you sign a guy to a multi-year contract, you don't get any of those future years applied to your cap. There's no cap hit. If you sign a guy in the Devi option to a four-year deal and then cut him, all you pay is a 50% cap hit for that year for whatever you signed him for, and that's it. You're done with this guy. Uh, we're thinking it might go two weeks, uh, another slow auction, And, again, you can go from 54 to 90 here. So you can have quite a few guys that you draft in this auction that weren't picked up during the regular veteran auction. It's a way to fill out your roster, a way to take a swing at some risky players. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Whew. So, we've covered a lot of ground here. I'm I'm going to call it for my first show here in the IFL. I hope you enjoyed it, found it informative. I tried to keep it short. That's for you, Matt. For the love of Pete, man. Your shows, they're too long and your shirts are too tight. Too better. <clears throat> a couple shout-outs. First, D. Jordan. Glad to have you in the fold, man. Glad to have you back. And to my TMI co-host, Curtis. Aloha, brother. I went to the islands to deport you over the holiday. She foiled my plans by going to Vegas. Bold move. Well played. Till next time, thanks for listening to Analyze This. I'm Josh Poineau.